Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, say American citizens, what we want is accountable Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. Oh my gosh, it's been so long. Holy moly. And the world is burning. Yes. Minneapolis, to be exact. Uh, George Floyd, you might recall. If you're not familiar with his name, he was the gentleman on the ground as bystanders uh, filmed him from their phones, um, begging to be let up from the ground that he couldn't breathe. Um, As we saw a police officer who has now been fired subsequently with three others uh, who was uh, positioned on his neck with his uh, knee in Mr. Floyd's neck. Um, The world became outraged as soon as this was made public as well we should be. However, um, you know, unlike dogs who know better than to poop in their own crates, right? How many of you have been through the puppy training phase? For whatever reason, man, there's just a sector of Americans who cannot figure out that you burn it you will be responsible for rebuilding it. And I have to believe it's because there simply hasn't been taught a level of self-respect, um, self-love, self-worth. Um, it's more a culture of self-loathing, self-murder, self-abhorrence. It's, um, and it's costly. So, so my call to, to the federal government is that any state, including Los Angeles and including my state of Georgia, by the way, so far, so good. You know, I do live in the city of race baiters anonymous, although they're not so anonymous. So uh, race baiters are us. We host political campaigns with hashtags such as keep Atlanta black. So I am no stranger to the race conversation. As most of you know, I'm not afraid to broach the conversation because it is an important one. It is just as bad as being silenced by big tech companies in the way of your social media platforms, which we'll get to in just a moment. And I believe the president is going to address today with the stroke of a pen. Some of you are crapping bricks just like me because you're like, oh, wow, what is this going to mean for our First Amendment? But we'll get back to that. So back to Minneapolis and race baiters are us. Um, If you burn it, you should rebuild it. That's simply how I think. That's what I believe. That's how I govern as a mother. That's how I've governed my house. You tear it up, you don't get another one. Simple. 
See, super mommy economics actually works really well in the business of government, right? In the business of race baiting, in the business of um, dead churches who refuse to evangelize um, the glory of having been set free, being redeemed, all reparations have already been made by virtue of that cross, right? We can't preach that because if we do then we won't be in the hip pockets of the politicians that we pay to elect under the table, even though our 501c3 status says we're not allowed to do that. Remember, I'm a, I'm a Georgia peach. I know exactly how this goes. We refer to our municipal government as the black mafia for a reason. So back to Minneapolis. You burn it, you build it. Sorry, you burn it, you rebuild it. Uh, no federal aid. No, uh, you know, you know what this is, folks. This is the coming of the next opportunity zone. That's what this is. This will be the next opportunity zone. Our kids don't get nothing that everybody else gets. And we're all, we just don't have the same opportunities. Well, you had an opportunity to do the right thing in response to this. Now, I will tell you the other thing coming out of mainstream media right now, um, as well as spread around the interwebs is that, um, somehow this was a black lives matter event gone wild, um, gone wrong. And Antifa took over and George Soros is involved. And here's the bottom line. I don't know if George Soros was when it was involved any more than you do. I have not connected those dots. There are other investigative journalists who, uh, cover those dots. Although, they end up being dubbed as the tinfoil hat wearers of my industry, but they do spend an enormous amount of time um, following these clowns, uh, connecting the dots for us so that we can see that the boogeyman really is real. He's not just under your bed or in your closet. So I don't believe this is a George Soros inspired event. I believe this is, a, and if it was, then it was a Black Lives Matter uh, in conjunction with, produced by George Soros and Clan Capital K, because that is who he ultimately represents, never forget it. And he certainly doesn't represent me as a white person. Keep in mind, there's only one supreme being, and it's not you, and it's not me, right? There's only one. And he sits way above the earth, and he's supposed to reside in each one of us as his little bitty creations down here. But as you can see from all of the looting and the burning and the blasting a woman in her wheelchair, um, you know, who reportedly was stabbing people. She can't actually walk, but she's rolling through this crowd. I don't know what kind of a nutbag you have to be to get on a, you know, a quadriplegic motorized scooter and scoot your way into a crowd of very angry, possibly paid protesters who don't look like you. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed some days, but you know, but that would not have been my go-to. So blasting her out of her wheelchair with, you know, fire extinguisher, uh, pulling her from her car. I mean, just all the violence that you've seen, right, in the past 24 hours. Most of us as decent human beings who don't poop in our own crates um, look at all of this and go, wow, 
Okay, animals come to mind. Uh, as soon as you say that, though, you're in deep doo-doo. And the only reason I can say it is because I'm actually a free agent now, so I can pretty much say what the hell all of you have been waiting for me to say, right? Exactly. And for everything that I've been tattled on by others in the world of media for the past four years of my life, I no longer have to worry about that. So you are going to receive the unbridled, uh, unadulterated, not that it ever was, but I did have a little bit of a bit in my mouth, a little bit of a bridle, because, you know, when you're a conservative talk show host, you are public enemy number one, even to some of your own employers. So, but I'll leave that right there. At any rate, um, Minneapolis, what a shit show, what a complete disaster. And the children are watching and people took their kids. People took their children to loot, to steal, to steal. And, and you wonder where the country's going. Not only that, I want you to keep in mind that my mayor in the city of Atlanta led the way in the country nationally. This isn't just Atlanta-centric, right? On CNN, accusing our, our governor, Brian Kemp, who happens to be a Republican and white, uh, of essentially genocide by reopening our state when he did. Remember, we were the first to lead the way. And up to this point, as far as I know, we're doing pretty good with regard to that. Businesses are opening. She's about two weeks behind the curve. I mean, I don't know what she thinks, but Black-owned businesses have reopened, Keisha. Uh, someone send her the memo. But she led the way, along with other media personalities, in the Black sphere of of media world, uh, in, in touting this narrative, this rhetoric that leads to things exactly like Minneapolis, exactly like Los Angeles. So the very people who are saying, oh, sorry, it's too dangerous for us to show up and vote in person. We, everybody just send a ballot. I want you to keep in mind the race that she essentially stole in my humble opinion, because I'm a commentator. I give my opinions on things, right? You should definitely go fact find for yourself, but trust me, I'm not going to put stuff out here that I don't have inside information on with regard to two mayoral races that were lost by the same white candidate in my city by nearly the same margin of votes with for sure dead folks and people in apartment complexes that no longer exist who mysteriously showed up to vote, right? Something wrong with that. The same mayor going to tell us that it's too dangerous for us to vote in person. Mind you, there are at least a thousand blacks on the streets of Los Angeles riding on cop cars, punching cops in the face through the window, busting out windshields. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they were firing upon cop cars at this point with whatever's in their hand, be that as it may. Um, this chaos, this culture of chaos is constantly massaged by the left. And I don't care if you're black, if you're white, I'm going to say this. I'm very disappointed in females who lead this charge. Very disappointed. It goes back to our innate ability to manipulate our way into and out of anything as females. And that's not to say that men don't do it too, but we are the archetype for manipulation. We just are. We've been utilized for manipulation from the beginning. Remember the apple, ladies? 
So it is something that I've had to guard my own heart with or over. I've had to guard my daughter's heart over. And fun fact, if I hear from one more of you who have a bi-ethnic child, one of my followers today on Twitter tweeted to me and said, what am I supposed to do? My wife's son is biracial. He told his mom, he's like 10, I think, he's too afraid to go to Walmart because of what's happening in the world right now, because of his skin color. I was like, well, first of all, Walmart's probably like, you know, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but if you're, an, if you're in a mixed group of folks who are just ass poor, you know what I mean? Like broke, busted, disgusted. Um, if, if you're in a mixed group of them and, and you're at Walmart, you're probably the safest you're ever going to be. You know why? Because everyone's broke. There's something about poverty that just kind of levels the playing field for people who actually live in that area who aren't constantly provoked by race baiters. And I'm talking about rural folks, right? I'm talking about people who really know what it's like for your crops to fail, for the money not to be there, for 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 your crops to be, for not to be subsidized, for your crops to sit in a warehouse and rot like they have for the past couple of months, Right. Or for blacks, certainly not to have the same opportunity. Black children do not have the same opportunity in rural areas that they do in your densely populated urban areas. Yep, yep, not samey, samey, not the samey, same. Sorry. Your opportunity zones are always in these densely populated areas of people who act like complete, I can't even, I'm not even going to say it. I'm just not going to say it, even though I can now, right? It's a beautiful thing. I can I can't actually say this, but I'm not going to. I'm going to exercise restraint. But here is my admonition to this father. First of all, shame on you for not instilling in your son that his worth and his identity and his belonging has zero to do with his skin color or any person or thing or source or resource in this earth. And I might be the cussing minister over here, and I I understand that really, that grates some of you, but it's something that I'm overcoming, so pray for me. But as a minister, someone who is literally, part of the reason I cuss is because I've been sitting across from people for 10 years of my life, listening to the same stories of demonic oppression over and over and over. And then I got into politics. And then I got into radio so I could talk about the demonic stuff along with political oppression that we all sign up for willingly because remember, it's us who goes to vote for demoniacs, right? And not everyone's a demoniac, but you know, by and large, if you're voting on the left side of the aisle, you truly need to check your Jesus. I'm just telling you because Jesus ain't cool. Jesus ain't woke. Jesus ain't cool with abortion. Never was, never will be right? Like he came down here to hang for us himself, right? Because he did what? He bought us back from death to life. That's what he did for everyone. Everyone, green, purple, big, fat, short, midget, dwarf, tall, giant, gargantuan, Amazon, black, white, green, purple, Asian, Chinese, everybody, everyone, everyone, even the Russians. I know hard to believe the Saudis, the Muslims, he came here for everyone everyone. So just your daily reminder that Jesus is not, you know, the Abercrombie and Fitch model looking dude with his shades on and his hair blowing in the wind. Neither do I believe that he's, you know, a black guy. I believe he's a Jew and I believe he had dark skin 
and I believe his hair is like wool and his feet are like, you know, uh, burnt, burnt sand. I mean, it's just it's beautiful, beautiful, but not really beautiful. You know how I know that? Because the Bible says there was nothing beautiful about him. So, and you know why? Because God knew that we would mug it up by worshiping something that's beautiful. Don't believe me? Check out the beauty industry. This is Life with Monica Matthews. Show me how you feel. burning you burn it you rebuild it bottom line that needs to be the hashtag of the day you burn it you rebuild it speaking of hashtags of the day yesterday was twexit oh my god i'm telling you now i thought of that first i did i'm just taking credit and then i saw it again but twexit is all of us who are leaving in droves because we've had mika barishnikova whatever and joe mika's a little upset because president trump's going after you know morning cup of coffee joe um for uh, allegedly his intern being murdered possibly by could be we don't know by him in the past but that was a first for me my apologies I had never I was not familiar with the story until yesterday but this lovely intern ends up dead in his office weird right the story gets bigger and so as you know the president's cryptic tweets lead to um hmm, the questionability of whether or not you know uh, Joe Scarborough had anything to do with the death of this young woman. Mika's not happy about that. So Mika's been calling upon Jack, Jack, Uncle Jack of Twitter to Jack Dorsey to, um, the proud communist of Twitter, um, to censor the president's tweets. And so now the president's like, Hey, uh, uh-uh, nope. Watch this. I'm getting out my pen and it's going to happen. So the president's decided that he is going to take aim at uh, people such as Twitter, Facebook, Google, uh, for their unfair practices of basically now fact-checking posts, which I find, and I'm sure you do too, very amusing considering that if you are a conservative, if you have not been challenged by the thought and feeling police, Um, of the left and they're usually 20 year olds like these are your kids and your grandkids sitting around deciding what should be allowed and what makes people feel okay and what could have been hurtful Um, you know all the up speakers all of those folks are determining you know your free speech online most of us have held to the fact that companies such as Twitter Facebook Google are all uh, you know private companies and and they can do what they want Um, draft order seen by Reuters directs federal agencies to modify the way a law known as section 230, which protects internet companies from liability for content posted by their users is implemented. It orders a review of alleged unfair or deceptive practices by Facebook and Twitter and calls on the government to reconsider advertising on services judged to violate free speech principles. Uh, The president is expected to sign this order sometime today. Uh, Some people believe that this is just all smoke and mirrors, that it's an attempt, and it is an attempt to circumvent Congress and the courts in directing changes to long-established interpretations of Section 230. 
as we all know, there was election interference in 2016. Uh, There's also election interference uh, for the last Obama administration. So this is nothing new, election interference utilized by, uh, sure, the Russians have interfered in our elections by virtue of purchasing ads and misleading information. Not only the Russians, but you had firms out of the UK doing the same thing. So, you know, I always encourage you guys to think for yourselves. One of the beauty, you know, one of the beautiful things about being a Christian is that I'm implored to believe that I have the mind of Christ. And guess what that means? It means that I'm not out looting my target every time I get pissed off. It means that I love everyone equally, right? It means that I stand up for justice uh, in the pursuit of justice with due process. It means that I conduct my thought life and my feelings in an orderly manner, right? It means that I uphold our constitutional values in this country because they were predicated upon Judeo-Christian principles. So that's what that means. So use your head when it comes to this election. A two-year-old could watch Joe Biden on any given day of the week and realize that he is not fit to run for for the presidency of the United States. He's just not, much less actually become the president of the United States of America. See, these are challenging times. These are interesting times. It'll see how far the president, I'm interested to see how far the president gets. Uh, Many of us have moved to parlor, P-A-R. R-L-E-R. For some of you, you were a little challenged by the language. I want to encourage you with something though. Anytime you move to a new platform, you'll notice that there are certain people who can hack being on Twitter and and Facebook. And there are people who can only do Facebook um, because they do not understand the Twitter nuances, the culture, the speak, the language. So here's a really, really simple way to not feel overwhelmed or intimidated, disgusted, or otherwise screw it um, when it comes to moving to a new platform because one of the reasons why we don't move is because we're lazy we keep saying that we need conservative outlets well you've got conservative outlets and you have conservative outlets that value free speech okay parlor is one of them thank god my colleague dan bongino took the lead and moved the president has an account as well we all still have accounts on twitter for the time being Okay, but Parler is a very nice um, is a is a very nice avenue. I would say backup account, but I've actually been using mine in the past twenty four hours almost as much as I'm using my Twitter account. And you can find me on Parler at the Monica Matthews. Monica Matthews was taken, but the Monica Matthews M A T T H E W S. You can follow all of my, you know, great ideology, my snark, my sass, and my what the hells, uh, and my calls to, no, we're not going to go silently into that gentle night. We're just not going to do it. I'm not... um, a, a particularly emotional female, uh, but I'm not afraid of my emotions either. And I think since we all know that we vote emotionally, some of us need to be charged up a little emotionally. Back to Parler, if you can look at it as learning a new language, it is very, very simple. Parler has done an excellent job of circulating a video that with this, you know, kind of cute kid who, who gives you the instructions with the upspeak. And she's like 25 with too much makeup. And she looks like one of your daughters. And she's um, probably, you know, back 
like you're Karen to some of you, but she gives you very simple instructions about what the little buttons mean. Um, like we have likes and retweets and retweet with comment and all of that. Well, she explains all of that to you on parlor. It's simple. It is so simple. Your 10 year old can do it. That's an indictment. If you will not move because you're lazy, that's your problem. But there are other platforms out there. There are even that mimic Facebook. Okay. They're just different languages. That's all super easy to figure out. And you're going to want a place to sound off. Now I will say this: some of you also believe that this is merely an echo chamber and you're not interested in an echo chamber. I want to ask you one question. How many liberal accounts are you following? How many liberal accounts are you following? Or are you following conservatives in the media who are retweeting the craziness that the left pundits constantly regurgitate amongst themselves? And then we do too, because we find it, you know, it's kind of like, it's almost like a school of orcas, right? Like anytime a liberal tweets, you know, it's like the orcas swim together and we take the tweet and it's like the, we swim up on this, you know, desperate little seal in the middle of the, of the ocean, of the deep ocean of Twitter. And, and then we tweet and we retweet and we retweet again right before we devour the person online. That's the culture in which we live. It's pretty disgusting. It's pretty worldly, very secular, but it's what we do. Why? Because we're at war. I want you to remember that. If you remember nothing else I've said today, yes, we are definitely at war. We are at war with ideologies. We are at war with powers and principalities and wickedness in high places. Very A lot of darkness that's otherworldly that is manifesting here. We do need to be in prayer for one another. When you have people who are excited about the possible pending um demise of my colleague Rush Limbaugh, who are literally excited, foaming at the mouth, lusting for his departure from this earth because he's having a hard time right now with his treatments for lung cancer. That should tell you the state of the world and it shouldn't be enough for us to criticize it. It's not enough to keep criticizing. We do need to keep speaking out about things. And if it's in an echo chamber, if it's in your silos, you're already living in them. We all do. We, we, ban- I'm sorry. How many of you can't even go to a Thanksgiving day meal without feeling like, well, shit, I can't wear my red hat. <laughs> Better not wear that American flag t-shirt. Better not have my pen on. I mean, that's, that's war within our own borders. I was about to say boundaries, but we have very few boundaries these days. And when your thoughts are attacked, when the boundary of your own mind is impressed upon by an oppressive ideology in the way of politics, social justice warriors, pastors, reverends, ministers, municipal elected leaders, um, governors, when, when your ability to think and feel for yourself as a God-created individual is on the line, you better wake up. I don't care how much of a landslide you think President Trump is going to win this thing in November, you better wake up and you better bring 10 other people with you to the polls.
because we are definitely at war. And there is nothing the left will not stop at um, proliferating, propagating, and otherwise pandering to those who maybe aren't quite so sophisticated um, and civically minded. And you know what? When did civics become sophisticated? When did civics lose its luster? I I am friends with someone who is on the brink. Uh, they're they're in their seed, uh, in their seed capital um, time right now with regard to a startup that is civically minded that is going to blow your mind, and it is directly in line with what Governor Ron DeSantis just announced that civics is going to be you know a mandated class. Well, that's great, and and it should be, but you have to ask yourself what will the curriculum be, and then as I always do because I am first a child of God. I am second, a daughter to my mother. I am third, a mother to my child, to my daughter. Those are my three main offices. And fourth, I'm a patriot to and with all of you who follow me. So those are my offices. I'm very clear about them. I'm not confused. I have boundaries around each and every one of them. You have to ask yourself, where's the curriculum coming from and why are we abdicating that duty of the beauty and the privilege and the honor of teaching our children ourselves to be civically minded about the beauty of this country because right now all they see is the ugly that's all they see when they band together they band together in solidarity as teenagers as minds that have not completely uh, fundamentally, fundamentally, physiologically formed yet. Their prefrontal cortex is, is not completely formed. So think about that. They're making pacts and, and, and allegiances to and alliances with ideologies of a generation of children who really are in dire need of the adults in the room to stand up. And the civically minded to stand up. That's what they need us for. So please stand up. If you need to retake a civics class, maybe that's something else we should add to this new platform. Civics for adults. But my God, people, you have access to Google. Get online. Civics 101. Go through the constant. Go to Hillsdale College. They are fantastic. They've got, Go to the Leadership Institute if you're a conservative. These are institutions that have spent millions of dollars to bring you factual information, historical data. Go to PragerU. Dennis Prager is phenomenal. We just lost such a staple in our community. And Ravi Zacharias. Go through Google. Go through his videos. The most prolific, profound apologist on the planet and someone who can who can marry liberty with morality unlike anyone I've ever seen. And if you think for two seconds that liberty and morality are mutually exclusive, I want you to get off of this podcast and I want you to watch what just happened in Minneapolis last evening. Until tomorrow, you can follow me on Parlor Now, the Monica Matthews. 
Twitter, Monica On Your Talk. Facebook, Monty Matthews, M-O-N-I-M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S. Uh, more exciting news coming about in the coming weeks. So please sign up for my newsletters. That's where you'll be able to find that information. Um, again, you'll no longer hear me on Sundays uh, from 12 to 2 on WSB Radio out of Atlanta, Georgia. I am now a free agent, very happily so. Looking forward to working with many other of my colleagues across the country, as well as moving into the television medium as well. So I look forward to meeting you all in your television sets and in your ears and uh, online. I love to hear from you. Please leave an open mic response uh, at my website with regard to this podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, I'd love to hear those too at Monica at MonicaMatthews.com. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.